Hey guys, I'm Pete. And I'm Alex. And you're listening to the Kick Push Pivot Podcast. I'm a former Fortune 500 consultant dedicated to the idea of innovation and growth. And I used to manage marketing tours for the Rolling Stones, focused on creating one-of-a-kind customer experiences. On this podcast, we interview people faced with the decision to kickstart innovation, push through doubt, or pivot to something new. We hope you find something inspiring or encouraging as you listen. And we're rolling. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the KPP Podcast. My name is Alex. I'm alongside my good friend and business partner, Pete. Say what's up to the people, Pete. Hello, everyone. Good to hear your smiling voices through the radio. (laughs) All right. Once again, thank you to everyone listening out there. We have a great show for you today. We're very excited to have on the show Mr. Steve Palladino. Say hey, Steve. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Steve comes to us today all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, baby, one of my favorite cities in the United States. And uh, he's here to talk about his business, Music City Fire, as well as his journey as an entrepreneur. So, Steve, thanks for being here. Um, maybe you can start by just giving us a little bit of background on yourself and uh, how you found how you found yourself starting a business like Music City Fire. Sure. So. Um... Steve Palladino. I'm 40 years old, originally from San Francisco Bay Area of California. I relocated or uh, transferred, I should say, out to uh, Nashville, Tennessee, Um, and done quite a few different things, right? I mean, as far as entrepreneur, if you will, I've been self-employed almost all my life. There's a few stops along the way, like uh, Nextel Communications and stuff, as you know, Alex, right? Where, uh, Where I learned a lot of different things, but ultimately I knew that as far as I can remember, I've always kind of done things by myself or wanted to do it that way. Um, so I was actually out here renovating. Uh, I had a business that we were renovating hotels and such for Hyatt across the country. And we did a lot of cool things there. Did 14 hotels within a about two year span um, all across the country. And sadly, and I'm diving into this quickly, some of the, the downfalls of uh, self-employment and stuff and partners is that uh, – we made a whole bunch of money and um, my partner ended up taking millions of dollars and kind of disappearing. Right. It it happens, right. It's just one of those things that you learn um, and and you go on and you kind of figure out what's next. Right. And for me, I was doing a handful of other little things, but I saw, because I'm, di- I'm diving into this quickly, right? But I, oh, I, I'm get right big, into it, man. big into physics and big into science. And I was watching different things on YouTube. And I saw this thing that was like a, they called it a pyro board, right? Um, people that are listening to this by now, probably a lot of people saw that video or are familiar with it. Um, and I'm like, okay, I got to take this because of, and I got to take this and turn it into a mass produced product that I can get out to everybody. Right now, before the Hyatt stuff, I was doing things again as with uh, my current business partner, where we got into Costco all across the world um, for garage doors, home improvement, windows, lattices, all these different types of things. So we started this whole program with Costco. Right. So with that, I'm like, OK, I know how to do mass production. I know how to do big box retailers to a degree. Right. And Bob had to help me get get some things lined up. Um, but I said, ultimately, I want to take this thing and, and go. Right. 
So we started doing it, sadly, right off the bat. One of the first things we did, because we're so familiar with mass production and big box retailers, is regulations, right? So what I mean by that is you have to make sure that you're going to have a product that's safe for people to use. And when you take the pyro board and we sent that off to CSA, which is kind of that governing body that manages all of this and says what's safe and what's not and does UL listings and such – they said, there's no way, right? They're saying, we've seen it. Everyone's tried to do it. It's essentially a bomb. Can't happen, <laughs> right? This was, uh, this was pre-9-11 though, right, Steve? No, this was at post-9-11. Oh, so no. I, I started Music City Fire, at least the idea, in April of 2014. Oh, wow. Right? And uh, so Ashton was two years old, and I bring that up just because, you know, that'll play into things later. But Ash was two years old and Music City Fire was just kind of getting started in my friend's garage, right? And we were just tinkering around and said, okay, this could be something really cool. Um, so from there, again, decided that uh, we went to a, a big industry show and kind of walked around and started talking to the different engineers and the different manufacturers and different businesses that were there. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We love it. We've all tried to do it. Can't be done. Can't be done. Can't be done. And again, I've only been talking now for four minutes and 20 seconds, but if one thing that people will learn from me is if I get told can't, then I like fucking must, right? So <laughs> my dad raised me with the phrase that I teach my kids right now is can't means you don't want it bad enough. So when everybody says you can't, I'm like, I have to prove you're wrong. Mm. So we started from the ground up and instead of using the mechanics, mechanical version of a pyro board where you're using speakers to drive pressure and all this other kind of crap, which I won't get into. We ultimately went down the path of, of a technology driven solution where it's software and valve technology and stuff that we developed. And what's really hard with that is, is if you're listening to music, you've got vocals, bass, guitar, drums, synth, pianos or whatever, right? All this different stuff going on. How do you take that and make fire dance to that out of one single burner that it makes sense? Right. Because if I had 20 burners, it's like easy. You can say, OK, this is a vocal. This is a guitar. This is. But we don't. Right. So I had to take the whole thing and break it down to where one flame would make sense. And now you actually see if you actually see the product in person, you'll see how that is. Um, and it dynamically changes based on what's going on. So that's the software that we created. And that's really the main thing that's there. We have patents around it. Um, and around the technology and such, not just here in the U.S., but multiple countries around the world and stuff, China, Taiwan, and, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, yeah. So really cool, right? Um, and so anyway, so, so so go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, just for, to clarify for our listeners, Music City Fire makes fire pits that where that fire actually dances to music. That's right. That's an option. So it's Sound Reactive Fire Technology, musiccityfirecompany.com, right? And so we developed a technology that allows you to stream Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, aux in, aux out, whatever, USB to this device. And you can stream your music without it dancing, but at the push of a button, you can have the flames dancing with the music and it can dance with anything, even if it's just acapella. And then you can also adjust on the app that we have for both Android or uh, iTunes, uh, iOS, you can adjust how dynamic it is. So if someone just wants it not to feel like a nightclub when Frank Sinatra's on, it doesn't have to. But if you want it slamming, you can do that too, right? So this kind of cool thing that we did. And then we have all these crazy cool designs that we, that we came up with. Another cool part of that venture though was like, why, why try to create sound, right? It's like, I, I know I want sound. So what, what we did is we started reaching out to some of the big players like Bose and Harman Kardon and um, uh, 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 what's some other ones, whatever, right? We talked to like just about everybody, Polk, um, Sonos. Um, ultimately, I ended up with Harman Kardon, which is 
owned by Samsung. And so what we did is all of our systems, our speakers are created for us, right? For us specifically. We lined all of our amps and everything up with that. But then we sent them our systems early on into California where they have the anechoic chambers and we mic up all the systems and they told us exactly where to put the speakers, how to build the speaker boxes for each one. So these things like really knock, right? I know we're getting way more into the nuts and bolts of the business, but that's kind of what's a cool thing. Again, I, I, as an entrepreneur, I guess what's kind of cool about that is, again, I could have tried to do that myself, but why? Let's try to make an awesome product using what's already out there that other big ass names are already doing. And let's have them help us and support it. And so that's that made that system even better. Right. So now I can have my thing powered by Harman Kardon or Samsung or whatever, how we want to have it. Um, so that was a good thing for us. So. Um, that's, that's music city fire in a nutshell. And again, doing that all the way up until 2020 where the world took a turn, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so you want me to just keep talking yeah. <laughs> or do you want to ask that more questions? Good. You know, this is real good. I think yeah. uh, one of the things that I'm hearing Steve from you, as well as other folks that we're talking to is just the importance of one determination and two, the ability to uh, figure a way out. You don't even need to have the knowledge. You just need to have the gusto to get in there, find the right people, figure it out on your own, and kind of scramble as you build something. Yeah, so you bring up two things there, right? So let's let's start with the latter, which was the figuring it out, right? So another thing that I've always done for myself, maybe I'm naive, is I have 10 fingers, 10 toes, a nose, a mouth, two eyes, and two ears like anybody else. Right. So whether you're Mark Zuckerberg or whether you're Donald Trump or whether you're whoever. Right. If you're doing it, there's no reason why I can't do it. Right. Um, doesn't necessarily mean I can jump right into it in a heartbeat. Doesn't necessarily mean that I could be exactly as good as you. But there are going to be times where I can even be better than that person if I applied myself to do that. It's just a matter of what do I want to spend my time on. Right. So when I got into Music City Fire, I had nothing. What, what did I know about fire? Like everybody thought I was going to blow myself up initially. And like, it's, this isn't this isn't hard. Right. I mean, I understand how how fire works, how pressure works, how things um, kind of do. Right. I'm sorry. My screen just turned off. I want to make sure I didn't mess up the audio. But, um, you know, went from there. The other thing that you mentioned, though, right, like persistence and determination and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So big part of the story with Music City Fire, sadly, is. 2017 November 16th I'm getting I'm literally booking flights to Hong Kong to finalize mass production so um my my uh I'm sorry I'm thinking here about everything I've got the patents done I've got licensing uh or um um, there was my, I have my own patents, but I had to get other people's patents license and stuff. So I can do some things, right. So there certain aspects. So I got all that done. I was in, the, I had a lawsuit that someone came after me for garbage. I can't get into oh, it. Right. Yeah. But, but That's there was, fun. there was that, there was that whole thing. Right. But the worst part is I finally got through everything. I'm getting ready to go, getting ready to start mass production. I've got retailers and builders and everybody chomping at the bit. I had already, no, I hadn't been here yet. So I'll, I'll go to the next part in here in a second. But here's the worst part. My five-year-old, 15 minutes later, after I'm booking these flights, I find out that he's been diagnosed with medulloblastoma, pediatric brain cancer. Wow. So I put up four years of time, millions of dollars, all this stuff to get to this point. And then I'm getting all ready to go. And then I find out that my five-year-old has brain cancer. 
Um, that was November 16, 2017. November 20th is when they did the surgery. And when he woke up, sadly, they hit something. So when he woke up, he couldn't walk. He couldn't talk. He couldn't move. He couldn't do anything, really. He couldn't control his body. Um, had to have a feeding tube and such. So they said it would take six weeks. Um, he's uh, three years out almost. Two years. Yeah, yeah, three years out. Three years out. and uh, Or three years from that day, I should say. Not three years out of treatment because treatment was forever. But three years from that day, at least now he's walking and talking. But he's definitely, um, you know, you can tell there's something happened, right? Awesome. <clears throat> so at that moment, you know, I could have just said, fuck it. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally. No one would have blamed you. No. Or you just do sadly what I do. I have no flight. Like I have none. So if we were ever in a place and someone came out and pulled out a gun, I wouldn't run. I'd walk right into the thing and uh, try to take it. It's just how stupid I am. It's just what I am. Right. Um, so I have no flight. So instead of running, um, I just kind of bury myself into it. It makes things a lot easier for me. Actually, it keeps my mind going and keeps things happening because motion creates emotion. Right. And as I'm moving and wheeling and dealing, I'm talking to the doctors. I'm getting through my son's stuff. I'm learning as much as I can about medulloblastoma and brain cancer. And then the short window that I had to make all these giant decisions for him that will last for his life um, while running the business. Um, and then stuff happens, right? So sadly, I couldn't go to China at that time to finalize. I was getting ready to book, book the flights, like I mentioned. I didn't end up going. I had to have other people kind of help. And long story short is when the product ended up coming in, 20, uh, in 2018, we brought over all the product, all my components and stuff, and started building some enclosures. And then we went to this big show in Nashville. Um, the HPB Expo show, right? And we won Best in Show or, or whatever and Attendees Choice Awards and our booth was just packed. We had giant TVs and all this kind of people were all over and watching all this stuff going, right? And it was all dope. I had it all synced up because you can sync it to TVs and such, right? So it was all dialed in. Little did everyone know, of course, my son's down the street in Vanderbilt Hospital getting high-dose chemotherapy, right? And then the product, the product that came from China, even though it worked, and most people had never noticed there was a few things that I caught that whoever I had at that time kind of walked through the final stuff didn't. Mm. And that was another point to where I said, okay, what do I do? Cause there's a rule in business, right? That if you, if you wait for perfection, you've waited too long. Right. Sure. But there's also a whole other side to it that if you try to sell somebody dog shit, it's still dog shit, <laughs> right? Even if you spray paint it gold or whatever, right? So there's a balance there. And sadly, some of the product came into me. I'm like, this is going to be an issue. And so I had, you know, millions of dollars of product come across the ocean. And I had to send a lot of it back because there were certain components that just weren't operating the way I needed to. And it delayed the business a little longer, but it allowed me to kind of position things and get things lined up to, to where it is to kind of today. And you which got the quality is, correct, which right. in the long term probably right. saved you a lot of headaches. A lot of headache, right? Because we could have just said, well, it is what it is. We've put all the money into it. We don't want to spend any more and waste any more time. Go. But then you only get one shot, right? You get one first impression kind of a thing. And when you're having a high ticket item like that, and if it goes out and it's just garbage and it's doing all these weird things um, or the software didn't make sense or whatever, then it, it's, it, it, would, it just didn't work, right? So yeah. – so um, that's that's all that, right? All those journeys that we had to go through. So my son getting brain cancer, lawsuits, patents, all these other barriers, product coming over over that was wrong um, or not where it needed to be. Uh, not necessarily wrong, but right, but not what I wanted it to be and, and everything in between. Um, 
but you I'd say eat. that you uh, sufficiently <laughs> answered that question of uh, obstacles faced. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, and that's that's just with that business, right? But again, that's yeah. that's it happens, you know. And and I guess if I'm trying to educate here, or at least help people somewhat in realizing it, or anybody that's listening that's thinking about getting into it, it's not easy. It's never going to be easy. Uh, you work way more hours than you ever think you will, and you don't get anything for a long time. You know, there's a lot that we can get into, but bottom line is most people are, are, are working five days a week with weekends off or two days off or whatever it is. And they have their dental insurance and their health insurance and their paid vacations and their sick leave and all this stuff. And they still want to bitch about not making enough money and paying taxes. And then you've got someone like me who, who will go for, for with Music City Fire for five years. I didn't make a dime. Right. Yeah. Because realize it took four years just to get it to where it was. And then my son got brain cancer and that and then all the delays that took place there. So and you work. I, I was working nonstop for that thing. Just kind of had to. I've been to China back and forth multiple times uh, to, to get the engineering and everything lined up. So it's not easy, but, you know, it gets to a point where you you can buy a supercar and you can buy whatever you want. And and. Uh, and figure out other things. I don't know. It's not about the money. It's not about the toys that you can get out of it, but it's, it's knowing but those that, are great too. Those are great. Right. Obviously. Right. Those are the things that, that people want, but it's cool to be able to know that you've, I've taught myself enough that it doesn't matter what I do now. I can, I can do it. Right. Which brings yeah. us, I guess, right. That's a good segue into hygiene. Yeah, for sure. So I guess that's the next question is uh, coming into 2020, obviously the whole world changed and you probably need to pivot, needed to pivot your business a little bit. Um, and maybe you can kind of go into how you did that. No, absolutely. So for me, what happened was 2020 came. I was like, great, this is going to be a great year, right? <laughs> and we, we start rolling. We all and, that at the right? beginning of 2020. Right? And I, I got these containers. So the big challenge, another big challenge, right? I'm going to run into another one here. It's December 17th right now. In February, end of January and February is Chinese New Year for like three weeks. It's oh, ghost town. Yeah. Shenzhen is ghost town and all the, all the production uh, cities and provinces. It's ghost towns, right? So um, – you can't get anything done. So right now it's like this crunch that if I need to get something, I need to get it going before, well before February. And it needs to be on the ocean before because if I wait too long, it gets locked up at the ports and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, so anyway, uh, 2020 comes. January is happening. I've got all this product that I've ordered that I needed for inventory, right? But they're running tight on some things. But we get it off right before the Chinese New Year. It's like, okay, great. We made it. It's on the water. It'll take three weeks to get here. Whatever. I don't remember the exact date, but the product lands. And like the next day, that tornado runs through Nashville and just decimates downtown Nashville. Now, my office is in downtown Nashville. Fortunately, it missed us, right? But it created enough chaos. I was like, oh, my gosh, right? And the city was closed down for a little bit, and, and I didn't really go to the office for a couple of weeks. This is, sorry, this is Music City Fire product you're waiting on from China? That's right, right? So I'll get into okay. hygiene here in a second, but I'm starting. Yeah. So, so the tornado comes, it levels the place, and then the shutdown happens. It's like, oh, okay, well, again – sucks but now we get a little vacation but i'm again i'm like we said earlier it's like i don't like to sit around so i'm like well what are we going to do well i start seeing people saying i need masks or and this and that and then because my son at the hospital in vanderbilt was saying you know we need masks everybody's wearing bandanas or or t-shirts around their face and that doesn't work and i go okay mm. 
well, I've got teams in China that I work with for, for years now and right and, and set up all these things so we can kind of find anything. So we got into this whole let's go find some masks and kind of start doing that. Well, through all that, I was in the PPE for a little bit, little time myself personally with masks and, and gloves and gowns and face shields and did some sales here and there. Um, and then I got asked early on about hand sanitizer. And that's where hygiene spun up, right? So can you do hand sanitizer? I need 15 million bottles. I go, well, I have no idea about hand sanitizer, but I didn't know anything about fire. Let's go. <laughs> right? So within within a day, essentially, I was able to kind of find some different places that can start making products for us. Um, by that weekend, I came up with the name Hygiene, developed the logo, cutted the website, put everything together real quick, kind of did all the sales tools and all the different things that we kind of need. Some of it obviously had to keep going and changing as we as we grew. Um, but that was in like uh, March or April. And by May, I had gotten like $50 million in POs, I think, for hand sanitizer alone, let alone masks and everything else that we were dealing with. Just like a true entrepreneur. I mean, you just, someone tells you that they need something, you automatically hop on and start. And found it. And there was, there was issues in that, right? So I can even, I can even say this again, this is kind of the theme of my life, I guess, right? There's always freaking challenges and you can either decide to say this is it and walk away or you, or you just keep going. And as much as right. I want to quit and as much as I bitch, I just, I'm the, I'm the worst person in the world that I know of at quitting. I'm, I'm fucking terrible at quitting. Sure. But you already had, uh, you know, a pretty successful business going. What was it that made you say, I need to take this on as well? Why didn't you just stick with the business you had? And why? Was well, it that realize, you- realize the shutdown happened. So shutdown not only happened in the US, it happened in China. So, so I needed other things still, but my team in China couldn't get back until normally they're back in February. They didn't get in until the end of March and it was only a third of the team. And then it took, okay. you know, two months for the whole team to get going right and then here i'm in hundreds of retailers with music city fire but everybody was shut down right nobody's saying oh i'm gonna go buy a fire pit now right um at that time um and then then my facilities which really hurt then my facilities here got shut down so i make my technology or the components electrical components overseas but all the enclosures get made here in different states in the u.s Right. Okay. So it's all U.S. made. Um, so in all handmade and all this kind of cool stuff. Right. So it takes real people. We have hundreds of people working on the different products here in the U.S. Um, but those all had to get shut down. Right. And then it turned mm-hmm. into two weeks, turned into four weeks and four weeks, turned into eight weeks or whatever. And then and then lines would start to open back up and then someone would get covid. And so then it's like, oh, we got to start shutting down. It was just like nightmare. Right. But that's yeah. been the same even with hygiene, with the hand sanitizer. I mean, I'm dealing right now where this week and last week I'm behind on schedule. I'll get through it, but I'm behind on schedule because I had four or five people out on the line with covid. Now other people start getting sick and they have they can't come in until they get posted, uh, tested negative. Right. Yeah. And it just kind of goes. Well, you, everyone's laughing right now at Tom Cruise. You're hearing him yell at people. Right. But I get it. Like my brother's like, oh, look at this guy. And I'm like, yeah, but I get it. Right. Like you don't want to stop production of the movie. So everybody follow the fucking rules so you can get this done. Otherwise it shuts down and that means money stops. Right. Sure. And as much as we all want to live and I mean, you got to have money, period. Right. Um, so so there's that. Um so anyway, yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting that you pivoted, but it wasn't necessarily because you were just leaving your old business in the dust. It was pivoting to stay alive. It was pivoting because you were meeting another need. Yep. Um, and then now as we come back into 
reopening, yeah. I think you're probably poised to have both businesses kicking ass. That's exactly it, right? So again, the nice thing about hygiene is because I was able to get it skewed up in some of the largest retailers in the country, that product is now there online and on shelves and all that kind of stuff, right? And there's been different versions. Obviously, supply chains were messed up and, and they didn't care what they could get. They just need to get their hands on it. So we got some stuff that might not have been the best quality, what everybody wants. But our stuff today is awesome. I mean, it's just like some of the biggest names that are out there. And so we're, we're doing that. So things are going to open up. And what does opening up mean? That means they're going to be restaurant workers and, and hotels and movie theaters. Everybody, everybody's going to be wearing gloves while well, we're dealing with gloves, right? Everybody, masks are still going to be around for quite some time. And then hand sanitizer. CDC just came out two days ago with the top 10 things you need to stock up again. Toilet paper, paper towels, hand sanitizer, masks, a handful of other little things, right? So it's like, okay, cool. So now we're established and it's, it's hand sanitizer, Right. I mean, it's not like it's not hard. The hardest part back then, again, the beginning was was bottles. We don't make plastic here in the U.S. Right. For the most part. So I had to get bottles. Well, I could have gotten bottles from China, but everybody in the world was trying to get bottles from China back then. So it would have taken eight weeks for something that I needed yesterday. So what we ended up doing is we ended up um, having to get it down in Mexico. We've got our own plastic nubs and molds and, and forms and everything and started blowing on bottles first in Mexico. And then ultimately got it to the point to where we're blowing bottles in California and then transporting it to our different facilities. I have 10 different places now um, in the U.S. doing it. That's right. So, so cool. again, it's just constantly having to figure out how if I, if it's not there, how do I get it? Because it's getting done somewhere, period. Right. Mm -hmm. So if someone else is doing it, then I can do it. It's the same type of rule. So. Um, so anyway, now that that's established and that's going Music City Fire towards summer and fall, all of a sudden now all these people have been home for a while. They got their stimulus checks. They're kind of figuring out they're all working from home and kind of got into this groove that oh, I'm going to stay at home. Well, all of a sudden we started seeing these big upticks on our our web sales, our direct to consumer sales, our retail size sales didn't start picking up yet, but our consumer sales started picking up online to direct customers. Right. So it's like, okay, for, for music city fire. So that's really cool. And now, now we're starting to get all calls all over again, right. From, from both places. So, um, it's kind of cool. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry if I'm babbling. No, I think it's, a, it's an amazing story because it, it's really, it epitomizes kind of the time we're in, plus the spirit of the entrepreneur, just the ability to kind of leverage what you've got, find what you don't have, and figure things out. And as we, as we close out our, our conversation today, I think two quick, two quick things for our listeners that I picked up, which um, I loved, is number one, uh, motion creates emotion. I love that idea of getting passionate about something, but maybe just starting something. Don't need to wait. And yep. then make it perfect or even have the idea fully thought out, which leads me to the second thing I heard you say, Steve, which I loved, which is if you wait for perfection, you've waited too long. Too long. 80, 20 rule uh, of getting out there, getting something that's, that's good enough to, to, to really uh, lay some groundwork, some traction within the market marketplace. And then you kind of pivot and, and work on things as you get that feedback, but having, having that guts to get out there, Alex and I just really want to applaud you and thank yeah. you for being a guest here. And um, as we wrap up our episode here, um, if people want to learn more about your product, um, we'll be happy to share that uh, on our Facebook page. Be sure to awesome. check that out as well. And um, Steve Palladino, 
What a great story. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, any other time that I can help out, by all means, let me know. Yeah, where can they reach you? Did you, uh, did you want to give a shout out to your website? or? So for Music City, it's musiccityfirecompany.com. Uh, okay. If anyone's listening to this wants to email me, Personally, I guess, right? You can email me at steve at mcfireco.com, musiccityfireco.com, right? mcfireco. I'm more than happy to help answer any questions or whatever, or they can come through you guys and you can field them over. But uh, I, I, I want to say one last thing, if you don't mind, just real quick, that what's really cool to me, at least about hygiene, like the, hygiene was such proof that it doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter your sex, doesn't matter any of that stuff, right? You believe it or not, nobody knows who I am as far as hygiene. Hygiene is a brand I created on a computer behind a screen in my home in my office, right? And it, so you don't, it doesn't have to be, I need to have all this money, I need to have all this X, Y, and Z or whatever. It's just come up with an idea figure out how to get there and realize that there's other people already doing all the different pieces that you already need. So at least what I'm really good at is connecting dots. I'm, right. I don't know anything about how to form concrete is the way that my master crafter do. Right. But I found them because I went to the raw materials and said, who should I contact for this type of stuff? Right. So re realize that the hardest part about business is people, but also one of the best part about business is people and leveraging different people and what they've already been able to do to help you get to what you need. Awesome. There. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic. Yeah, boom. <laughs> I think that's a really cool story, Steve. Really, really appreciate you being on here today. I think it's really going to be very helpful for any entrepreneur looking to get started. Um, awesome. Some really great information there. So. Well, I really appreciate the time. Like I said, anytime you guys need anything else or a follow-up or whatever, just hit me up, let me know. Otherwise, uh, I'll talk to you whenever. You're the man. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at KPP Podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at KPP Podcast. If you'd like to be on the show or know someone who would make a great guest, feel free to reach out. Hope to see you next time.